Thanks for listening to The Issue Podcast. Be sure to follow our Instagram at the underscore issue podcast and our Twitter at the issue podcast. Catch us Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yo, what's up? We are back. It is Monday, July 20th, and I got to say, I am a little more, uh, you know, I'm looking for a little more room today, but I'm pretty crammed in here again because I have Tim back in the studio with me, no longer on the phone. Uh, How's the trip to Florida, man? It was great. It was great. Had a good time. Happy to be back, though. Very, very happy to be back. Yeah, it's good. Uh, I know it's, it's definitely be, definitely going to be a lot better to uh, to have you back in the studio. So I know you had some uh, some bad, like some odds to go over with us for the MLB here. Yeah, yeah. The MLB is obviously the first um, sports league coming back to us um, day wise. Yep. It's coming back. What was that Thursday? There's a couple games. Yeah, the twenty third, three um, days away. Yeah, and then Friday the rest of the league put uh, plays. There's only two games, but um, I'm. Pretty interested to see uh, the stats and um, you know the awards, obviously because of the shortened season. So we're just gonna we're just gonna run through some of the odds on the NL MVP. We got Mookie Betts out in front at five fifty, Cody Bellinger at, at six fifty. We got Christian Yelich at, at seven fifty, and then Acuna uh, rounds out the top four at, at nine hundred uh, plus nine hundred. That's my personal pick to win. It is Acuna. He just keeps getting better. He is a 30-30 candidate, maybe even a 40-40 candidate, stolen bases to home runs. I mean, he's electric. Um, I think he, he's a step it up a little bit in the outfield. But um, he's definitely my pick. If we, uh, who, do you, who do you think? For what? NL MVP. I'm, oh, dude, I'm going Mike Trout. There's no – NL, not A. Oh, 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 I thought you said NL. No, no. NL MVP. Yeah. Oh, I'd probably go. I'd probably go belly. Honestly, yeah. I think he's gonna have a great season this coming year. Yeah. Um, okay. You said you said Mike Trout for the MVP. Oh yeah. I, I, I cannot disagree. He is. He just year in and year out. You get you get the best from Mike Trout. As just, long as he's healthy, he's gonna be right near three hundred. Just the consistency. Right near Thirty home runs generally. The consistency. Um, the face of the MLB. That's that's what that guy is. Yep. He is. Yep. He's not just a player. He's an icon for this league right now, and he's drawn a lot of people to it. Oh, absolutely. I was, I'm saying these stats, if it was a full year, you know, Mike Trout normally would get close to 30 home rounds, and Acuna's a 40-40 candidate on a normal season. But um, he still would put up those type of stats per 162 games, I believe. Oh, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, like I said, I'm picking Mike Trout. Uh, right behind him is, is Aaron Judge at – well, not even right behind him. It's, it's a wide margin. Trout's at – Plus 125. You got Judge at plus 800. Uh, Francisco Lindor at, at plus 1,000. Anthony, Rend- Anthony Rendon at, at plus 1,300. So they're not even close to Mike Trout. I think that's how it should be. Um, NL Cy Young, we got Jacob deGrom at plus 333. Max Scherzer at plus 400. Walker Bueller at plus 750. My personal favorite. Um, got insane stuff. I saw one video of him striking out Mookie Betts in spring training with a nasty wipeout slider. And then uh, finally, Jack Flaherty at, at plus 900. I don't see it as much, but I think he's definitely 
Definitely a good pitcher. Obviously an ace. Um, AL Cy Young. You got Garrett Cole at plus 300. Justin Verlander at plus 650. Shane Bieber at plus 900. And Blake Snell, my personal favorite, even though it's kind of a long, long odds at, at plus 1,000. Um, I'm just, I like him to have a, a bit of a bounce back here. Not that he had a terrible year, but I, I just think he's destined to only get better. Uh, man, I, that's where I'm going to have to disagree with you, bro. I think I, it's hard to bet against Garrett Cole. I mean, you can see it here. That guy, I, he has a fantastic fastball. And then that's true. To, that's true. His transition to the off speed is just so good. Hitters have such a hard time picking up on that. I mean, the amount of barrels that, that guy misses uh, in you know just every average everyday start is insane. Yeah, I, I agree. I just I don't know. I, I like Blake Snell this year. A little bit of maybe of a sleeper pick there. And then I'll go to the rookies of the year, rookie of the years real quick. And the NL Gavin Lux is the only one even really close at, at plus two fifty. Uh, other notables is uh, Mitch Keller at, at plus 700 hometown pirate guy there. So I pull one for him, I guess, but I, I would say that Gavin Lux um, at, at plus 250 is the obvious pick here. And AO rookie of the year, Luis Robert from the White Sox at plus 400. And the only notable one I would say is, is Brendan McKay at plus um, 700. The I guess pitcher for the Rays, but he can hit. Dude can swing it too. Um, so that'd be that'd be cool. I know there's a DH, but that'd be cool if they let him hit a little bit. Who knows? You, you never at, know what you might see. He's out of Louisville too. Yeah, and he, he actually uh, was from around the Pittsburgh area. Um, went to Blackhawk, I want to say. So um, yeah, yeah, another hometown guy. But like much like the NL, I'm going with the favorite, Luis Robert at plus four hundred. Um, there was a uh, a White Sox. There's um. I want to say it was Eloy Jimenez who said that he's got uh, Mike Trout-type skill. So uh, that's high praise, and i I got to follow that praise because if he's even two-thirds as good as Mike Trout, he is going to be great. So I mean, uh, I'm excited to see it. For me, I'm going to have to go with McKay. Um, I'm, you, it proves in, proves in what you've already seen him do. I mean, watching this kid, and I, I kind of, you know, came up in the recruiting process watching this kid and he is just he's always been a freak athlete for Louisville he's been a game changer he just can do anything I mean I literally the the definition of a utility player yeah he is he could definitely be an average outfielder I would say and if you could be an average outfielder and even a slightly above average pitcher (sighs) then you're something special so and he could do that in any of the SEC schools Easily, I, yeah, I would and say. And then he did it. I mean, he, he did it in the MLB a little bit last year when he came up for a little bit. So, um, he he shown he could do it. He was up the MLB level pitching, pretty decent. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't think there's any. Re- I don't think I can argue that. But uh, I just gotta go with Luis Robert because he's just he's a beast. He's hit like I've seen him. I've seen at least five videos of him hitting jacks, um, in that in the scrimmage games, um, that they're having right now so i gotta go with him yeah i mean i definitely think it's gonna be a tight one yeah that that'll probably be one of the tighter picks that i i don't know i struggled trying to find somebody who i thought was gonna come out on top on on that one i mean and the the line is kind of surprisingly it's about that four part yeah i don't know i don't know but uh yeah let's let's transition over into into baseball um picks now 
for the uh, oh right so we're gonna get into uh our second segment here um we're gonna be predicting the first the opening day games um for, along with the uh the, the major friday games as well so yeah so or thursday thursday and friday yeah well, yeah yeah so we're gonna get here on the 23rd we have two games it's the yankees and nationals and the giants and the dodgers we'll start with the um, yanks and uh and nationals very intriguing i understand why this is on the opening night garrett cole versus max scherzer yeah are you kidding me that's gonna be exhilarating that is gonna be free that's gonna be games watch yeah it's gonna be very very close but i gotta go with the yankees on this one yeah i'm going yanks for sure um it's you can't bet against garrett cool i don't think especially he's had a rest as that arm he has had some nagging arm injuries in the past for a little while he's had a lot of time this year to kind of work past that i think uh, with the delay of the season, and I and think just that, that offense is just oh my gosh, not fair. No, I mean you look at you look at the bats they have. I don't understand. I mean, I think Scherzer's going to have a lot on his hands. You could with the you games. could get hurt one through nine. Yeah. in that in that lineup. Yeah, it, I mean, it'll be something it, to watch. If Gary Sanchez is your is your third best. Hitter, I mean, best power hitter. But if he's your third best anything, then you're in good hands. Yeah. So uh, that's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, don't count the Nationals out that Juan Soto is a budding superstar and Max Scherzer will be – Max Scherzer, he'll at least be decent. Yeah. But uh, they're going to get into the second game of the day. It's going to be the Giants and Dodgers. Uh, we're going to see Johnny Cueto and Clayton Kershaw. Um, Johnny Cueto, somebody that we've talked about on this uh, podcast, yeah. with Jason Grilly. So if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen. It was a good one. Very awesome. We talked about that that wild card game, 2013. So, but anyway, I digress. Back into Johnny Cueto a little bit, and Clayton Kershaw. I see the Dodgers coming out on top in this one. Couldn't agree more. They next to the Yankees are our favorites. Their offense also loaded. Mookie Betts, uh, an out rookie of the year favorite. Gavin Logs, you got uh, Cody Bellinger. Yeah, I mean, nothing else really needs to be said. And if no. Clayton Kershaw's on the mound, at least during the regular season, you'll be good to go yeah. about 70% of the time. So. Yeah. But that breaking ball is absolutely nasty. Yeah, people still can't figure it out. So Yeah. Um, now we, we got quickly rattle through the games. Yeah, yeah, we're into Friday now. Uh, Braves and Mets at 410. Um, who do you got in this one? See, I like I the like, Mets. I like, yeah, I I like Atlanta's lineup, but Degrom. I know I pick Walker Bueller, but Degrom is still easily the best the best pitcher in the NL. I just think Bueller will have a better year, but Degrom is just insanely good. And may I remind you, the Mets were also in the top. Well, I guess both of them were. Wow, in the top. 10 in batting average and on base percentage last year. So, I, I'm, yeah, I'm going with the Mets as well. I'm, yeah, I don't think, I think it really, offense is going to be, I'd say, evenly matched, but you got to give uh, DeGrom the edge in that one. I Absolutely. mean, I don't think you bet against them. I agree. Uh, we're going to get into Tigers and the Reds. Yeah, not uh, a game I really 
care all that much about. But, but I definitely see Detroit on top in that one. Not a chance. I'm going with the Reds. They're going to be majorly improved. Nick Castellanos, they add more pieces. They had the eighth, best, really? they had the eighth best ERA last year. I mean, Uh-oh. not bad at all. As Sonny Graves on the mound, he is a solid pitcher. They added. They also added Mike Moustakis. I mean, I'm going Reds. You're going Reds. I, I can't. If I can't even name the best player on a team, aka the Tigers, <laughs> then there's a problem. So I'm going Reds. All right, we're gonna slide down here. We're gonna get into the Blue Jays and the Rays. Rays. Uh, the Rays mm. starting Charlie Morton opening are, day. I know that is gonna be. You love to see it. You love to see it. I mean, stats-wise, these teams are – the Rays definitely have a, a considerable edge on uh, on Toronto. I mean, you look at even batting average last year, the Rays were 12th in the league, Toronto 29th. Um, I'm definitely going to watch that game, though, because oh, the Young Bucks – that's one of the – I mean, baseball, it's, it's tough to, to sit down and watch every game. I mean, yeah. But that's, that's a game that I'm going to closely monitor with the young guys on – Toronto, I'm very interested to see. And I'm also very interested to see how a sort of Cinderella story Rays, how they how they bounce back. Well, I mean, with the Rays, you have to think um, the thing about their pitching, man. I mean, they have an, they have an ERA, a team ERA of three, uh, 3.65. Second only second last year. Yeah, that's insane. I'm, I'm also surprised Blake Snell isn't starting, but uh, Charlie Morton, let's go. Yeah, I mean, gotta be happy for for Charlie. Yeah, Worked so pitched so hard. He played with the Pirates for for a while. <laughs> we helped progress him to the player he is now. Um. Anyway, we're gonna get into the Marlins and the Phillies. And man, I'm going Phillies, Phillies. and it's not close. Phillies. I'm not even gonna talk about it. Phillies no. not close. Who are the Marlins even starting? Have they announced that yet? No, no, they haven't even announced. Uh, Luis Brinson is their number one offensive player. That's all that needs to be said. Next, <laughs> the Royals and the Indians. I see Indians also not even that close. Not even that close. I mean, Casey is going. They struggled last year, and they're going to struggle again this year. And I don't think too much has to be said on that either. I mean, they have. They don't even have their starting pitchers announced. I mean. Well, they do, yeah. Do they? Yeah, yeah Danny oh, Duffy, okay. but still not, not, not solid. No. Um, I mean, Whit Merrifield showed promise, but not enough. Brewers, Cubs, definitely a lot closer. I'm going to say Cubs. I'm only going Cubs because of Milwaukee. They just don't have a lot of pitching. Brandon Woodruff is your is your opening day starter. That's just questionable. Uh, um, I just yeah. I mean, I, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a really good game. Yeah, I agree. Be, That's another one I might watch just because I want to see Christian Yelich play, and I also want to see how the Cubs how how they do. Um, the Cubs are just an yeah. intriguing team to watch. They are. They just have a lot. They could hate you from a lot of different places. Yeah, um, you got Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, Javier Baez, even Jason Hayward isn't even a, a terrible. No, I mean if he's like your fourth, fifth, you know, even. But he's probably about their fifth best player. That's not a bad thing. They have Kyle Schwarber, no. Wilson Contreras. I mean, it's a it's a very very Albert good Albert I mean, they got a lot of good dudes. So I'm going Cubs. Yep. Uh, we're gonna get an Orioles Red Sox. I say Sox. Red Sox, and it's not gonna be close. Really? Yeah, not not close at all. I like I said, they're the Orioles are a lot like the Tigers. I can't even name their best player. So next, Rockies and the Rangers. 
Rockies. It's not also not even that close to me. I mean, I don't even yeah. know the Rangers top. The Rangers have players, really so. struggled here in recent. I mean, are you still hanging on to Elvis Andrews as your best player? Like, come on now. Next. Yeah. Uh, we got the Twins and the White Sox. Um, I'm going Minnesota. I really like Minnesota. I think they have a lot of really young talent. I know they have Alex Kurloff, um, who should be maybe looking to get in a little bit this year. But uh, not just him, man. They are leading. They led the league. In um, home runs, yeah, they are. They were second in the league in slugging. They were top ten in ERA. They were second in the league in runs, fifth in the league in on base percentage, and second in batting average. I think it's really tough to bet against a team that has so much proven young talent on it. And I don't think the, the White yeah. Sox beat them. Not 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 a chance. White Sox, are, they just have so much talent. There's oozing talent, and yeah, but. They added just Monty Grundall. Uh, I just uh, Dallas Keuchel. They got dudes there. I think G- Lucas Giolito is taking another, going to take another step up. I don't, I'm going White Sox. All right. Well, I'll put five bucks on you that take. game. I'll, I'll will... <sighs> yeah, bet. All right, bet. Um, we're gonna go in here to the Pirates and the Cardinals. I'm gonna Cardinals. go St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah. Um, Cardinals, it's, I will probably watch those because it's a hometown team. But it'll be a but, waste of my time because we are going to get absolutely rocked. I mean, um, I like Joe Musgrove, but come on now. I, I mean, stat categories aren't that far apart, but but let's be real here. Here's the, the one. That, here's the one that. Oh God, the pitching is just brutal in Pittsburgh. It's just brutal. A five eighteen team ERA, twenty sixth in the league. Batting average against 25th in the league. Walks plus hits per innings pitch, 25th in the league, 1.45. That's almost one and a half base runners per inning. Well, I hate the whip anyway. I, I like whip. Really? Yep. Okay. I think it's a good stat. I think you're wrong. Why do you think it's a bad stat? Yeah, I just I think there's a lot of error in it. Okay. Uh, Mariners, Astros. I'm going Astros. I don't like to say it, but I'm going Astros. I am not happy with the team, but I think they're going to beat the Mariners. I'm going Mariners, sir. Really? Yep. Shout out Dan Altavia. Hopefully, you, uh, if you're listening, get in the game. But the reason I am is just because I like their young talent. I know a lot of people are bashing on them. I don't think they're that bad, though, people. I think you just got to give them a chance here. All right? Just give them a chance. You'll, they'll prove you wrong. I don't think they come in last this year. Let's just say I that. Think I think they go off to a bit of a hot start even. I, so I'm picking them to win the first game. They're going to rock Justin Verlander. Let's go. All right. We're getting to Diamondbacks. We'll see. We'll see. Diamondbacks, Padres. Um, I'm going Arizona. I, I think – I I can't even name the pot. I mean, Manny Machado, Fernando yeah. Tatis, yeah. Eric Hosmer, but, but like, they can't put it together, man. They, I, they just can't get it right. They can't going put into it last together. year. Everyone was like, "Oh, Padres, my pop." They, they have didn't every, even come close. They kind of have everything they need, but they just can't. They can't put it together. They even they, found an ace, Chris Paddock. They have all the parts, but they don't have the construction manual. There's just what nothing. I like to say. Nothing going on there. Yeah. I, I got to get D-backs. 
Um, and then we are going to Dodgers well, yeah, again. That's the second game of the series. I still think the Dodgers. So I think um, the Dodgers sweep that. Yeah. Now the last game of the day, this the Angels and the Athletics. Very even stats, but I got to go with my guy Mike Trout to bring the Angels to uh to win game one here, the new season. I agree. I don't think – I mean, the A's have a reputation for getting to the playoffs and, like, having a lot of a lot of hope and a lot of good seasons and even hosted a wild card game. The only stat – And I've then done. losing and then going back to being very, very average next year. Well – I'm going with the Angels. Their pitching's concerning. But yeah, Anthony Rendon, Shoei Otani's coming back. Yeah, I was going to say – They're going to score. Really, the only thing that bothers me about the Angels is how bad their pitching is. Uh, that'd be the only thing that I'd be a little, a little worried about. But I mean, twenty fifth in the league last year, five twelve ERA. That's tough. That's tough. But those are our opening day predictions for the entire league. Yep. Um. Yeah. But next segment, you're not going to miss. We're going to get into our seasonal. Division rounds again. We have one my favorite AM. one of my favorite segments yep. for sure. We yep. got some news for you guys. Just our general news segment talking about some things going on in the uh, in the sports world right now. Yep. But and, uh, first, we are going to get to a break. We will yeah. be back with our divisional predictions, AFC West this week. Don't miss it. What's up? We're back, and uh, we're going to start with our uh, our news segment. No high school take today. But it will be back Wednesday. Um, we're just gonna get right into some news here, just to keep you guys informed with, uh, like I said, what's happening in the sports world. So we'll go with the uh, top headline right now is the Washington NFL franchise, and uh, not only the 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 name changing and, and such, but uh, but now the sexual harassment. Uh, Allegations that are coming out. There's a lot 15, of pressure on Washington right now. Fifteen um, women mm-hmm. accused Washington employees and quote um, people that were in Dan Snyder, the majority owners, inner circle. So that is very, very, very bad coming out of Washington. They need to get a hold of of everything and, and nip this in the bud and address it. Um, make sure, obviously, that it doesn't happen again. These people and whoever. Um, is accused if they end up being guilty that the uh, right precautions are taken, or not precautions, but you know, justice. The right action. Yeah, just justice. Yeah, justice. Yeah. We need justice to be served. So, um, obviously, an investigation first, but justice, depending on um, whatever that may be. The investigation. I'll uh, we'll get yeah. into the Blue Jays are not allowed to play in Toronto I this did year. See that? You will be declined that. their. Um, yeah, they declined them the right to play in a separate country, and I I don't really blame the MLB, and I'm guessing not. It's not only the MLB, but also the U.S. and Canada um, in talks. Which is going to be interesting to see with um, you know, the NHL. In the as NHL, because well. yeah. they have a lot of Canadian. Teams. But the NHL, they, they actually picked most of the. There's a, there's a couple hub cities that are in Canada, so that's yeah. interesting it's, it's, that the NHL is doing it, but the uh, MLB won't let. One team, just one play team out. play up there. Interesting. So that that's a strong disadvantage for them that's though, going huge. forward. That's really big. So that that doesn't seem fair to me. I hope that they accommodate them and, and make some changes. Just somehow, some way, um, 
kind of make up for that competitive make imbalance, I would because say. There's definitely an there's definitely an advantage in that. Absolutely. Well a disadvantage, but well, advantage for other teams yeah, that they, they to be home. So yeah, exactly. Um there's players going off on the NFL right now that the NFL's had so long to get a plan in place and, and get ready for the year and make sure that everything goes smoothly and is, is safe as well. And if you guys remember this, I had touched on this and I kind of ripped the NFL a little bit on Friday's show. Uh, go back and check that out and you'll get both of our kind of thoughts on that. But Absolutely. we do have some players. I think Aaron Donald was one of them. Russell Wilson, Patrick yep. Mahomes, two of the faces of the league. But it, they weren't just players. They were Icons. top five. Yeah, they were top five players. They're not only players, but they're brands. Faces they're faces. The yeah, they're faces of, of their respective franchises. They're role models. So Face of the league. Yeah. So that's huge from the NFL. I hope. They don't take that lightly. I hope they get it, get this, the ball rolling. You got to get it moving. Um, you got to get at least a plan in place. Yeah, and then it's just continue to alter it and continue to refine it. But they need to at least start laying some groundwork. Yeah, it's ridiculous that they don't have a plan already. And uh, shout out to my man, yeah. Trevor Lawrence, absolutely my favorite um, college guy, my favorite college um, recruit for football and in my life, pretty much anything. Yeah, yeah he's. I think he's the best college prospect we've seen. Like I said, in my lifetime, I said that. I think that might have been the first show. Um, what are you he's talking just, about he's insane, obviously, but I'm, I'm like insane, insanely skilled. Uh, I, I think he's going to be a very, very good professional quarterback. So, yeah, I, I follow a lot of news on him. He got engaged, so congratulations. And finally, uh, not so good story out of um, the New York Giants franchise, which seems to be like, pretty often that they have bad news coming out of there. Um, their kicker, Aldrich Rosas, um, was charged with a uh, with a hit and run, officially charged, uh, guessing they're, if they didn't already release him, they're going to. That is troubling. We'll see what the investigation – well, further investigation. We'll see what that turns out. Um, but that's definitely some disheartening news out of there. Yes, but yeah, let's move into our uh, our big segment for today. All right, guys. So we have our divisional segment, and this is our seasonal one where we're gonna, you know, each Monday take a division, break it down for you, give us kind of give you guys our top players in the division, how we think it's gonna shake out, um, you know, the predictions for uh, the the team's overall records. Now, first, I kind of thought of this, and I wanted to get to it. Um, if you follow our Instagram at the underscore issue podcast, you will you will see um, a very nice graphic we've had made, and it's our NFC West predictions from last week. Um, it did attract some uh, some comments, and we we've, we've picked a couple that we want to go over. Uh, now we're going to tag these people and let them know they can listen to the show and uh, hear us read their comments on the show. So. If you ever see something, drop a comment, and uh, we might just might just get to it. So the first one here uh, that we're going to look at, where we got it, uh, Esteban24KB comments on the NFC West. He says, no way the Rams get more wins than the Cardinals. My rebuttal is that the Cardinals can't stop a nosebleed on defense, and the fact that they have an offensive-minded coach doesn't help that. Um, yeah, you have Patrick Peterson, you have Chandler Jones, but uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, um, that's really. They, they were bottom, I think at, at least bottom five in defense. They were absolutely awful, letting up over 400 yards a game. Mm-hmm. And uh, as much as I'm a fan of Kyler Murray, he's also 
only going into his second year. Mm-hmm. So let's just let's just take it easy on that. Yeah, and see how he progresses. And his offensive line isn't necessarily solid. No, I think it's one of the worst in the league, actually. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, I mean, and then we look at the Rams here. So Aaron Donald, their offensive line was very beat up last year, and that led to Jared Goff's struggles. So they get a healthy offensive line, which means Jared Goff's can return to at least close to the form that he took them to the Super Bowl in, which was at least a top ten quarterback. So Jared Goff's going to be better. And, yeah, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, they got a good defense, very good pass rush. So, I mean, no, there's just, there is a way that the Rams uh, um, get more wins yeah, than the Cardinals. Yeah, there is a way, and they, uh, and they will. So. And uh, well, good thing we didn't do a cold take today because you're about – you just – Hit him pretty hard. Now we're gonna have yeah, that's pretty cool thing, yeah. to double J four fifteen. He says that the Niners will go eleven and five. Seattle will go ten and six. <laughs> okay, Cardinals will go nine and seven. <laughs> All right, and the Rams will be the losers of the division at get this eight and eight. Now that got us thinking. Oh, they also said that the Niners will go five and one in the division and they'll win it outright. Here's the thing. When we saw this comment, okay, can the Niners beat out Seattle? I think it yep. could be close. I, I think the first half of his of his thing is is a hundred percent good. But here here's where we start to part. Here's where we go our separate ways here, bud. The Rams are going to lose the division at eight and eight in your so, eyes. So let's let's look at the last time that a team came very dead last in their division and at eight and eight at at five hundred or better. Okay, okay. at five hundred or better was the only criteria. 2008, 2008, the Washington NFL franchise went eight and eight, and the Saints went eight and eight. That's the last time yeah. that a team went 500 or better and came in dead last in their division. Dead last. Yeah. So you want you're going to say that the last two teams combined go nine, seven, and eight and eight? What? No. There's just no way. You can't have that many successful teams in one division. That just does not happen often. No. The, uh, and I just wanted to address this one comment that says it's the dumbest you. prediction it's, they've ever seen, that we should stick to women's soccer or some um, other stuff. Okay? And uh, I see we have a Cardinals fan joining us. So wherever mm-hmm. you're at. Happy to have you listen. But yeah. um, Sorry, your team is going to get absolutely blown up this year. Yeah, uh, okay. I mean, like I said, I'm a fan of the Cardinals more than most, but uh, let's take it easy. They're in the best division probably in football, an absolutely loaded division. And like I said, they can't stop a nosebleed. Yeah. So um, we'll see. All right. um, you could prove us wrong all you want, but uh, – Anyway, thanks for your listen. We yeah, appreciate thanks for it. Listening. Um, so what we're going to do now is we're going to get into our next division. Um, that we're going to get off of, uh, you know, roasting our listeners here for a second <laughs> and get into the AFC West. Um, so basically, we're going to go. Do you want to go bottom up? Yes, yeah, we did uh, last time. So, so we'll, go, we'll go bottom up. Finishing last in the division, we're going to put the Raiders at five and eleven. You want me to get into why? Or you want to go ahead and kick us off on no, why? No, no you, can, you can get into it. Well, I, for two reasons, I, I don't like the Raiders, at least yet. I think they're getting somewhere. But right now, to me, it feels like they're kind of caught in between and trying to outgun yeah. an offensive-minded division, but also like stop an offensive-minded 
division. So you're going to take Henry Ruggs out of Alabama. Lynn Bowden, who is talented. He's, I mean, a third-round wide receiver in a very talented wide receiver draft isn't terrible. And you take Brian Edwards out of South Carolina. I think it was the 81st or some overall pick. So you're going to take three receivers with your first with three of your first four picks. So you're, you you look, you see that and you say, okay, so they're trying to outgun Kansas City and a, and a more talented San Diego and honestly, pro, or not San Diego now, Los Angeles. Oh my God, I always mix that up and and probably a more talented Bronco team. So you, on offense, so you're going to try to outgun them, but then you're going to take with a 19th overall pick a projected second round quote-unquote project defensive back in Damon Arnett. I don't know. It feels like you're getting caught in between here, um, Las Vegas. You're, you're get, they're getting caught in between. So that's a problem. But also my, the big thing to me is they're the least talented. They're the, they're the least talented in the division. Yeah. So let's look at the divisions last year. I'm going to rattle off the eight teams that came in last last year. Cincinnati, Jacksonville, Detroit, Miami, L.A., the Chargers, um, Arizona, Carolina, and Washington. So let's look. Cincinnati, easily the least talented. Easily. It's not even close. Jacksonville, nothing else needs to be said. They're tanking. Um, Detroit, they're a tire fire. Mm -hmm. Miami, I don't think the least talented this year. I think at the start of last year and even through the mid middle part of the year, they were definitely the least talented. Not this year, though. New York Jets, easily at least, like, yeah, like less talented. Not even close. LA, the Chargers, I don't think so. I don't think they were the least talented. Um, they dealt with injuries and Phillip Rivers not being 100%, yada, yada. Arizona, definitely the least talented. Carolina, easily. And Washington, easily the least talented. So six of the eight teams last year were the least talented that came in last were the least talented in their division. It just doesn't happen a lot where you get a team that isn't the least talented that finishes on top. So I, I think the Raiders will yeah. will finish on the bottom. I mean, I can't really argue with that. Um, five and 11, I think is fair for them. I think, it's fair I, I think you could maybe, maybe six and 10. Six and I, would, 10 I, might... could, I could see – Yes, seven and nine, seven would, be and nine would be a miracle. That would be a stretch. That would be a miracle, but I mean, you'll see that that would still be good for last in the division. If you look at our next team, we have the Broncos sitting at a nine and seven. Um, do you want to get into why on that? I mean, I I do see some of the hype around them. I think they have pop potential for sure. I think they have the potential to go off for a eleven and five year. But their offense is just so unproven. You have no idea. It's all basically new. I mean, look at Drew Locke. He's got five NFL games. Granted, in those five games, he went 4-1, and one, only lost to Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. So I want to say in the snow, too. Um, so I don't really hold that against him, but I just think he's just very young, very unproven. The backfield is solid, though. Melvin Gordon, Philip Lindsay, I do like that. But Melvin Gordon has a tendency to be a little fragile. Philip Lindsay's Still, let's remember he's undrafted and he regressed last year after a bit of a pop rookie year. Cortland Sutton, very, very good, but he doesn't feel like that alpha number one receiver yet. Yeah. I think he's got some more experience to gain, but I think he's very good. Um, but outside of that, you got Jerry Judy, rookie, unproven. We have no idea. He could be a total bust. We have no clue. KJ Hamler, 
bit of a later round pick, very unproven, very undersized as well. Garrett Bowles is their left tackle. He's got 34 career holding calls. The act, the owner, John Elway, called him out by name and said that it has to stop. So I, nine and seven is is respectable yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I just, they just don't have a lot um, to push them to. They just don't have a lot of experience to push them above the Chargers, who do have the experience and youth combined. And we have them sitting at 10 and 6. Um, I mean, they have a great pass rush, if you look at that. And, and I mean, they've improved their team. And I, They like to move the pocket. And Philip Rivers, he was way too rigid. I think Philip Rivers, I, that's what I was just about to say. Philip Rivers was way too – he had no mobility whatsoever. But Tyrod does, and he's very safe with the ball. What hurt him last year was Philip Rivers' immobility and his decision-making, throwing a lot of picks. Tyrod doesn't throw a lot of picks. He can move the pocket. He's smart. He's safe. You got a top five just, tight end. He's very good enough. You got a top five tight end, Hunter Henry, Austin Eckler, definitely a top five receiving back mm-hmm. to go with the 13th best pro football focus rated um, receiving core, which is you know, it's technically above average. Um, you got Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. So, But then I think you add the top five tight end and the top five receiving back and Austin Eckler. I think they'd then become a top 10 weapons, like offense. And Tyrod. If he even has a little bit of time to get the ball to that, I mean. You get the ball to Keenan Allen, plus his routes are insane. He's a great route runner. He's got so many good receivers. Out of, I mean, out of the backfield, you have just such a weapon. And you get Derwin James yeah. back. Kenneth Murray, their first-round linebacker, I think he's a beast. Mm-hmm. Watch out for rookie of the year, dark horse right there for me. And uh, winning the division, we have the Chiefs. And I don't think it's any surprise there whatsoever. They are returning 20 of their 22 starters that, um, by the way, oh, yeah, won the Super Bowl. And, you know. You return basically the whole team. That is – you can't – I think that's all that pretty much needs to be said. I do think that people – some people are thinking, you know, 13-2 and 14 – or 13-3, 14-2 for them. But I think 12-4 and is very respectable. I think it is. It's very hard to win. I mean, think about it. It's very hard to, to go through a whole NFL season and lose three or less games. That's a very difficult thing to do. Yeah. I think 12 and 4 is very good, and I think they're going to win the division. Probably return to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Granted, the Ravens might stop them, but then again, Lamar has no playoff wins. He's 0 2 in playoff games. So, I mean, I mean, I think they're easily, they're obviously going to be in the AFC Championship. And when barring you- some sort of insane setback. They're going to be in the AFC Championship game contending for a Super Bowl, 100%. And when you have a team that you have 22 guys that were on the same, that want, that were the best group of football players in the world that year, and 20 of them return at 22, you're going to have a good year. Especially in a year with no OTAs, very short in preseason. We have no idea how much time they're going to get together. You have guys that gel well and already yep. know that are proven. So. Yep. So that's going to be our prediction. So I'm going to run down those. Chiefs, number one at 12 and four. Chargers ten, at number two with 10 and six. Broncos at three, nine and seven. And the Raiders dead last at five and 11. And uh, if you guys want to check that graphic out, it should be up on our Instagram 
at the underscore issue podcast. But now we're going to move into our top players in the division. I think we're going to get right into who's the best quarterback, and I think that's a pretty easy answer. Patrick Mahomes, not even close, best quarterback in the league. Yes. Next, let's go top non-Patrick Mahomes player. Um, I think we did that in the uh, in the NFC West as well, non yeah. not Russell Wilson. Yeah. Not named Russell Wilson or Aaron Donald. Right. Or, yeah, whatever. But so best player other than Patrick Mahomes. I usually like to pick a non quarterback um for this. I'm I have one. Go for it. I have Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey? I I mean he's a top I would say two tight end, him and George Kittle, I think. On a bit of a league of their own. Who's your top guy in the division? I am going to go with Joey Bosa. Oh. I'm picking him. Great passer. Oh. Phenomenal. He, he's, Absolutely tremendous. He's Nick Bosa, <laughs> his insane brother, but a little bit bigger. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm I'm picking Joey Bosa. Uh, he's, he's a beast. He's going to bounce back a little bit. He had a bit of a down year, but I think he's going to bounce back, be extremely healthy, extremely well-rested, and he's going to go at it. Um, so, he's my, he's my other – he's my pick. Yeah. Okay. I mean, not bad at all. What do you think in uh, best defensive player? Best defense player. So I picked him. I will obviously go not him. Yeah, best so you defensive have the player. Um, this tough. You have one. Mm. I really like Von Miller. Yeah, I mean, I really like Von Miller in in Denver. Man, he it's. He just does it year in and year out. He's so um, consistent. He's such a consistent force in the back. It, oh, he is. He's just the, all, no, the quarterback. What? To the quarterback. He's yeah. the secondary. Yeah. Yeah. But. No. To get in the backfield. Yeah. I mean, he's just, he's a beast. He does it year in and year out. You can never bet against him. We said a lot about, about a lot of guys on here, but you just can't bet against Von yeah. Miller. I mean, and, um, great coverage and great. And like you said, blitzing the quarterback in the backfield. I mean, He's just a he just does it all. Um, great part of that. Of I would that say Broncos also secondary. Very dark horse. Very very dark horse. Max Crosby, um, over in in Las Vegas. He's okay. going into his second year there. He was kind of a later round pick for the uh, Raiders last year. They totally hit on him. Um, I mean, just look for him to take another step forward after a great, very quiet. Like no one, he quietly had a great year um, as a rookie last year. So. I'm looking for him to take another leap forward. I got one for you. Um, it's a little different. Who do you think the uh, – I want the I want your thoughts on the top rookie in this division. Think about these draft, the draft. I have mine. Um, I kind of want to hear yours real fast. I am going to go with this – is, this is tough for me. I'm going to go Jerry Judy. The way he runs his routes and just how explosive he is, especially with a big arm quarterback, Drew Locke, who can get him the ball. To Jerry Judy, he just he he seemed like the most NFL ready wide receiver, and he seemed like one of those players where you you look at it and you see he is most likely going to be at least decent. Mm-hmm. I know I said when I was talking about the division, he's unproven, which he is, but I think he's one of those people that you can look at and say you would. Not even be close to shocked if he became a top five wide receiver in the league within two years. Yeah. He's, he's just that refined and polished. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would definitely. I, mine's a little biased. Uh, no, you know what? 
know who I'm going to go to here. You can be a very dark horse person. Yes, I do. Uh, I know exactly who you're going to. Um, I'm going to go to my guy, Lynn Bowden Jr., out of University of Kentucky. Um, That's I, a very dark horse pick. Listen. I don't even think he's going to see the field all that much. Listen. One reason is he his versatility, like yep. you, like you just started saying, Absolutely. he played everywhere at Kentucky. Um, I mean, great out of uh, great in the slot, uh, great, great, great target, and great out of the backfield too. A lot of the wow. angle routes, a yeah. lot of um, even some sweeps, um, and he did. We Kentucky ran that. Um, that jet sweep so much with him uh, yeah. out of that out of that Remind slot me position. Yeah, it did remind me a lot of that. Um but then if you remember when uh you know when Wilson went down. Terry Wilson, yeah. Terry Wilson. He yeah, goes down with then, a um, with a torn um patella tendon against Eastern Michigan. And then you get into Sawyer Smith who comes in and then gets injured in the Missouri game. And then Kentucky turns to Lynn Bowden Jr. to run the Wildcat instead of going to their third string quarterback. Yep. And Lynn Bowden plays quarterback for like the remaining four games of the season and did, you know, held his own. He wasn't terrible. And uh, so his versatility and uh, just kind of a bias there for Kentucky that I have. He has a, uh, he has like, he reminds me of like Cordell Stewart, but smaller. Kind yeah. of like that slash, like, Right, he just but, really does whatever you need him to do, and he's great at getting separation, finding space too. Very quick, yeah, he's very quick, very, very good. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with one more little mini category for myself. Okay. Um, comeback player of the year, Bradley Chubb, for the Broncos, hurt a lot last year. He's gonna come back. Watch out, bet he has twelve and a half sacks. It's my prediction. I think he's gonna be great. Um, to compliment Von Miller, and always helps. Helps both pass rushers when you have uh, another great one opposite. So I I think he's going to be the uh, he's going to be a comeback player to watch for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. So that's all I got. That is it for Monday's episode. I hope you enjoyed the AFC West, and uh, we will be back on Wednesday. We'll have a ice cold take. We will have Tim's trivia. Hopefully, do a little bit better than twenty five percent this time. My guy. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, Whatever. You talk to stay. It's fine. That's fine. It'll be we'll see. It will be interesting. So you're not gonna want to miss that on Wednesday. Make sure you follow our Instagram, follow our Twitter, and uh make sure you leave your comments on the AFC West predictions. We'd love to see what you think. And you might just get mentioned in our next episode and be a part of a nice cool take. So that was it. Yep. Thank you guys Thank for listening. Thank you guys very much. Catch us catch you on Wednesday.